It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Coming up on DTNS, Amazon closed a small warehouse because a worker was infected. How should you treat those packages you ordered online? Intel has a chip that can smell things for you, and automakers volunteer to make ventilators. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, March 19th, 2020 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Redwood, I'm Sarah Lane. From Lockdown, I'm Justin Robert Young. Uh, and from the SoCal LA area, I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. We were talking about podcast and tech and how that's now just become all entertainment's tech. Uh, we were also talking about the significance of what's going on right now on Good Day Internet. Get that wider conversation. Become a member at patreon.com slash DTNS. Let's start here with a few tech things you should know. A report by Loop Ventures' Gene Munster notes that increases in availability of the 64-gig iPhone 11, 64-gig iPhone 11 Pro, AirPods Pro, and the second-gen AirPods imply the company's supply partners in China are returning to regular production output levels. Munster believes that lower lead times mostly point to a restart in production in China, regular production anyway, and the softening demand accounts for some but a minority of that bump. The New York Stock Exchange announced that it will temporarily close its physical trading floors and move to an all-electronic trading uh, following two positive COVID-19 tests. This week, all-electric trading will begin on March 23rd. Plug in. Uber CEO Derek Khosrowshahi said on an investor call that ride volume has dropped by up to 60 to 70 percent in cities hit hardest by COVID-19, like Seattle. Khosrow Shahi stressed that even in a worst-case scenario of rides down 80 percent for the year, Uber would still have $4 billion of unrestricted cash in the bank and a $2 billion credit line. company is also considering using its network to deliver needed items like medicine and basic goods. Microsoft announced that Microsoft Teams had 44 million daily active users as of March 18th, a 12 million user increase in the last week alone. 20 customers have over 100,000 employees each using Teams. That's up from 14 last week. And in November 2019, Microsoft announced Teams had 20 million daily active users. So quite a jump and not surprising. The U.S. Federal Communications Commission announced that it temporarily waived quote-unquote gift rules for its rural health care and E-rate programs until September 20th, 2020. 
These rules ordinarily forbid rural healthcare facilities, libraries, and schools who are part of the program and receiving subsidies from accepting anything of value from ISPs participating in the program. The change could let ISPs donate Wi-Fi hotspots, upgraded network equipment, and offer free service for telemedicine and distance learning. September 20th is my uh, wedding anniversary, so I'll remember that they're losing that exemption then. An Amazon spokesperson confirmed to CNBC that Amazon Prime Pantry, which launched in 2014, is temporarily closed uh, in the U.S. due to high order volumes tied to, of course, people preparing to stay at home because of COVID-19. Prime Pantry is that one that lets Prime members buy packaged groceries and household items at a discount because you pack them all together in one shipment. Uh, No word on when service for Prime Pantry will resume. Let's talk a little bit more about what Europe is saying to Netflix, Justin. Well, Tom, the European Union's Internal Market and Services Commissioner, Thierry Britton, called on streaming video providers to switch to standard definition content during peak usage and take other measures to ease the strain on Internet infrastructure. Netflix says it will reduce bit rates across all streams in Europe for 30 days and estimates that will or estimates that it will reduce Netflix traffic on European networks by around 25 percent later. Breton warned that network provider uh, warned network providers that while they can take quote exceptional traffic management measures end quote to ease congestion, they must not discriminate against individual content providers. The commission also called on users to use Wi-Fi over cellular whenever possible and choose lower content resolution when possible. <laughs> Uh, bit-saving measures are going into effect. Watch watch in standard def for our survival. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, this, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah b- broadband distancing. Uh, please distance your bits appropriately. Don't pack them in too tightly. Bits will be two meters apart as delivered to your Netflix stream. Uh, well, no. but at the same time, it would be hard to argue, no, 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 I am not going to standard def. It's just not that big of a crisis. Yeah, and, and, and honestly, there is a lot of uh, you know video delivering uh, uh, that can literally grow or shrink the internet uh, based on on how you do it. If Netflix is taking those steps, then uh, I think everybody can can deal with a few more pixels. And uh, and and hats off to the people who are working to keep the internet running. Uh, it isn't as easy as it might seem uh, to folks. Oh. It's kind of amazing that it's still working to me. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Well, speaking of video streaming, a lot of folks are experimenting now more than ever with a Chrome extension called Netflix Party that lets a group of friends who all have Netflix sync up their video watching together. So it's like a party, but you're all, you know, shelter in place. It adds a chat room so you can chat while you're watching. All users in a party have the option to pause or rewind or fast forward unless the initiator reserves that function to themselves. Could get a little crazy depending on how many people are doing it. Polygon points out that there are other similar options like MetaStream for Chrome and Firefox, 2.7, which has a paid tier to access some services like Hulu or Disney+, and Watch 2 Together, which also supports audio streams if you happen to want to listen to podcasts with your friends. As with all browser extensions, be careful. All extensions are not created equal, and it's hard to tell who is making some of these programs. So be uh, you know, vigilant and install at your own risk. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who is behind Netflix Party. They don't have a, an About Us page. 
Uh, there's not much detail about them. They have a three-star rating on the Chrome extension store. So that, that raised my hackles uh, a little bit. Uh, it just, just, just be careful, be wise, uh, make good choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this idea of syncing up and watching things is always one where I'm like, do people really want to do this? And this is its time, oh, yeah. right? Like if it's ever going to work, this is it. There, I actually have a group of friends who we're all kind of scattered around. We're all in the U.S., but, you know, no one lives anywhere near me. So I'm not going to be in the same room watching Netflix with them at any point. But we all have Netflix. And this kind of got floated as a great idea. And we all said, yes, let's do it. We can't agree on a time as humans where we all want to do this huh. together because it requires us. You know, everyone's on appointment viewing now. So it's like, well, I can't do that at nine. Nine, your time is midnight for me, Sarah. So... It's uh, it's still hurting cats a little bit, but I love this idea. I've always wanted something like this to work well. And that's not even because I'm stuck at home. Just this is like a fun thing to do with people who you just aren't yeah. going to see that often. I mean, I, mean I, 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 I will say that this is something that I, I, I am, I am t- taking a fresh look at all of these things. Like I have never, when they announced FaceTime, to have multiple uh, uh, parties that you could put uh, put a bunch of people in there. Initially, I'm like, ah, whatever. I mean, I, I barely like it when anybody FaceTimes me, let alone FaceTiming with many people. And yet there I was last night with two friends that I normally go out with on Wednesdays. We now can't because of shelter at home. And we were enjoying each other's company on a multiple face FaceTime. So I'm, I'm all about this. I do think, however... Uh, please, please, friends, uh, uh, you cannot double check these plugins enough. Yep. Uh, they can that they are they are backdoors. And uh, not all the ones that Sarah mentioned are extensions. Uh, some of them are, are independent services. But again, you know, you're, you're giving your information to, to other people. Uh, you can just try to get on chat and say, well, three, two, one, press play. But it won't perfectly sync. Uh, yeah. so that, that's kind of what these services are providing is, is the ability to do this. I, I wonder if Netflix will just, they've, they've had a service like this out of their hacker groups before. I wonder if they'll ramp up something like that, that they offer themselves, uh, or some of those other, uh, products out there come back. But, but yeah, this is uh, go check out that Polygon article, uh, that has a wrap up of all the ones that, that Sarah mentioned and, and kind of evaluate them, pick the ones right for you. Monday, Intel announced it had trained its Loihi neurotrophic trip, uh, chip to identify the scents of 10 different hazardous chemicals. A paper in the journal Nature Machine Intelligence describes work done with Cornell University uh, on the Loihi chip with the output of 72 chemical sensors teaching Loihi that a particular response corresponded to the presence of a particular chemical. So it's not just a sensor that detects a molecule. Uh, it's actually trying to mimic the human brain's ability to detect smells so that it can distinguish chemicals even among interfering smells. If one smell is overpowering the other, uh, it might still be able to tell that it's there. Wednesday, Intel announced the general readiness of Pohoiki Springs, a self-contained neuromorphic system running on 768 Loihi chips available to researchers in the cloud. Uh, Intel says Pohuiki Springs is similar in neural capacity to the brain of a small mammal. So the first thing I thought here was just safety, like industrial safety, that if you have certain situations where you're dealing with chemicals where it might not be immediately uh, uh, clear to a human brain that there are that things are raising to unsafe levels, that, that this would be a way to do it. Uh, uh, you know, kind of a digital canary in a coal mine. Uh, Definitely. But right. I, I, I don't know. Is, are there any applications that you can think of off the top of your head? 
Yeah, that's a really good one. Any kind of safety situation where uh, you're, where you're looking for leaks or or spills, uh, any kind of security situation. Uh, there's there's a lot of you go through the TSA here in the United States or any any security at an airport, uh, and they'll do those swabs and things because they're checking for chemicals. Uh, this mm-hmm. can just smell the ambient air and say, well, hey, hold on. Uh, we think we detect the faint odor of something that shouldn't be in somebody's luggage. And then you can, you can start checking around to find out where it comes from. That's, that's a lot right. more sensitive of a situation than you have where, where you, have to, you have to look for the actual molecules themselves. Yeah, I mean, carbon monoxide uh, alarms, you know, mm-hmm. at least at least in California, you know, it's it's you have to do it. Uh, it's it's a it's a legality. Um, but, you know, even in situations like that where there's uh, something that is unsafe at a certain level, but maybe you're burning a candle, you know, and you you just you aren't able to discern between that kind of yeah. thing, having the technology to be able to, you know, be like, at we're, we're, we are detecting something um, for a variety of, of of things that shouldn't be shouldn't be sniffed or or just been around is pretty cool. Amazon closed a small warehouse in Queens, New York, following a positive COVID-19 test by an associate. Associates at the warehouse were sent home with pay as Amazon sanitizes the facility. Amazon said it has increased sanitizing surfaces at facilities and staggered shift times among measures to prevent further spread. The U.S. National Institute of Health says the virus can stay active on cardboard for up to 24 hours and two to three days on plastic and steel. But but those are droplets, not necessarily just the, well, well, uh, what, um, the droplets it, are the way they think transmission happens uh, uh, in most cases. If people who get covid probably get it from a droplet, which is usually sneezed uh, or, or coughed, more likely uh, something in the air. It's not airborne, yeah. but it's droplets that happen in the air. Uh, and, and so if it gets on a surface, it could possibly transmit the virus. What they're saying is, look, we find that the, the virus is, is still valid or inactive for up to 24 hours on cardboard. But they also don't think that is the major way that it is transmitted. So if, you, if you've got someone who is at high risk, uh, you might want to take that into account and keep those cardboard boxes away from them uh, until you're sure they, you know, they've been away for more than 24 hours, etc. But it's not a high likelihood of getting something from the package. That said, Amazon needs to be more transparent about what they're doing to keep these facilities safe. I, I've gotten banks telling me more about how they're wiping down the counters at their at their branches uh, than we know about what Amazon's actually doing in their warehouses. Some, some transparency would go a long way uh, to having people understand how this all works. Uh, and it's another indication if we had more testing, you could just say, look, if you're in a position where you're going to be touching things, you know, U.S. Post Office, Amazon, let's just test everybody. Uh, the problem is we don't have enough tests, so we can't afford to just test everybody like that. Uh, hopefully, they're, they're at least doing uh, tests for fever, make sure that if anybody has a fever, they're not allowed to come to work at these warehouses, things like that. But you don't, there's not a high risk of getting this from a package. We did want to pass along those facts about the activity of the virus, just, just so you have the facts as well. Wash your hands. There's, there's the one, uh, then, now, forever. Wash your hands. If you got an Amazon package and you handle it, wash your hands, toss the packaging as soon as you get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Amazon has so many warehouses at so many different sizes all over the place. And you've got, you say, well, okay, let's say you 
more or less trust Amazon to do the right thing. Okay, well, they figured out a certain facility needed a thorough a thorough cleaning and they're being really fastidious across the board. Okay, even so, I mean, I don't know how someone who is driving an Amazon freight truck interacts with anybody at a warehouse and how many people that might go through before it gets to me. I mean, there's there's so much involved that unless Amazon says, here's exactly what's going on in here, all the steps we're taking from the point that you order something to the point that you, you know, plug in your new smart light bulb because it's been delivered to you. It is really hard. It's 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 hard to know. So, yes, as you mentioned, Justin, you have to go overboard in, in keeping yourself safe because that's all you can really do yeah i mean it's annoying everyone knows it's annoying but just it's you know just wash your hands 50 times it's fine you know i got some uh i got some hand soap that smells really good i am enjoying it oh washing my hands not the worst thing in the world i mean i did it before but now i do it a lot yeah conan o'brien announced on wednesday he will return to full shows on march 30th he wrote on twitter I will shoot at home using an iPhone and my guests will Skype. This will not be pretty, but feel free to laugh at our attempt. Stay safe. Jimmy Fallon has been filming YouTube videos that are incorporated into the evening's rerun of The Tonight Show. Stephen Colbert has been filming a new monologue for The Late Show reruns. And Jimmy Kimmel has been sharing his own mini-log, that's a hashtag, on social media. Uh, we talked a little bit about this during Good Day Internet, uh, but it is it is quite fascinating to see the world of entertainment, high production value entertainment, uh, turned to what we've been doing on shows like this, you know, for 15 years. And, uh, it, it's, I'll be honest. Uh, part of me wants to be like, ah, look at you guys doing what we've been doing. Part of me is, yeah. is, is heartened like, Oh, welcome to our yeah. club. Yes. This, you can do this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, my first reaction was like, doesn't he have anything besides an iPhone? You know what? iPhone has a pretty nice shot. I do it all the time. So you know, it's like, as long as it's funny, it, it almost doesn't matter as much. When I watched uh, the latest last week tonight with John Oliver, uh, he, he wasn't at home, but he was sort of in a, it kind of looked like an Apple ad. It was just like a white background behind him, you know, but there's no studio audience. They didn't do canned laughter. So there was no laughter at all. And I was like, this is a weird way to watch the show, but I appreciate the effort. I appreciate everyone's effort. I mean, they, they, they want to keep going they want to keep their audiences. They want, you know, to keep people happy. So uh, you you got to work with what you have. Get creative. Yeah. And, and look, uh, there are uh, uh, radio shows that are now going fully remote and some of them have ISDN lines. Many, many don't. And many sound like all the podcasts that you've listened to. Many of our voices on in, in our <laughs> earlier years, uh, uh, except now they are at the height of entertainment and media. There, there has never, never been more of a mainstream uh, showing of, of Skype callers and uh, of various different focusing and refocusing uh, 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 from, from automatic cameras. It, it is, it is just a bizarre time to live in. And uh, I do think that part of the lessons here will be remembered for a long time. I, I think that, that the idea of the gigantic studio or shows being predicated on a studio audience you know, may may recede from from this point. You know, because well, uh, you're going to realize that it don't it is not needed for all of them. There's there's some interesting things. One is like what you were saying, Sarah. Without a studio audience to laugh, 
you need a different kind of joke. You need a different rhythm. So there may be that situation yeah. where they're like, you know what? If we want to do a traditional monologue, we got to have a studio audience. That's one thing we learned. And if we don't have a studio audience, we have to write differently. Yeah, your rhythm has to be different. I've noticed that mm-hmm. in the Colbert stuff. Some of his jokes work great because of the way he delivers them. Others, you can tell he's just out of habit pausing for applause and it falls yeah. flat because you're like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to be any. So. The cadence has to change, yeah. you know? And, that, and a lot of that goes for sporting events right okay we'll play to an empty stadium well the stadium also matters that all of that stuff is it's just we've always done it this way this is the way that works oh well now we have to do it differently let's try to do it the same way well that didn't work either okay let's rethink this so uh i don't know maybe some good will come of this i think what we'll see is more of these kinds of of you know diy segments uh, they, they've been creeping into the to high production value shows here and there, uh, but I bet they'll be doing a lot more of these, and they'll they'll realize mm-hmm. like, oh, we've we've developed this skill. We figured out what's appropriate. We figured out how to make it happen. Like Justin was joking before the show that you know they'll figure out that a USB mic is not great, and they still want an analog mic with a USB extender. Like they'll figure all that oh, stuff yeah. out, and we'll we'll see more of this hap- like in these shows, even when things go back to normal. Knock on wood. Yep. Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed, and Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers... Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Uh, man, yesterday I was talking about how Elon Musk uh, should offer his uh, Tesla factory to to make things that, that hospitals and healthcare providers might need. Uh, I I swear I hadn't seen any of the stories that happened almost immediately after that when I said it. Uh, Ventilators particularly are needed for critically ill patients, and there's a real concern that the number of critically ill patients could soon exceed the number of ventilators on hand. In the United Kingdom, companies including the jet engine maker Rolls-Royce, not the car maker, Airbus, 
and Jaguar Land Rover have been asked if they can help address the pending shortage. Toyota has also offered to help there. Uh, In the United States, General Motors CEO Mary Barra told the White House she's looking into making ventilators at her company's factories. Ford's talking to the U.S. and U.K. governments about doing so. And on Twitter, which is where Elon Musk does most of his talking, uh, a user asked Elon Musk if he could have Tesla make ventilators. And Musk responded Wednesday, quote, we will make ventilators if there is a shortage. Thursday morning, New York City's mayor wrote, our country is facing a drastic shortage and we need ventilators ASAP to Elon Musk. He wrote that we will need thousands in this city over the next few weeks. We're getting them as fast as we can, but we could use your help. We're reaching out to you directly. Although reaching out to someone in an at reply on Twitter is not the definition of directly, but okay. Uh, There are other efforts going on, too. Uh, Razor CEO Min Liang Tang uh, announced they will shift a number of the Razor manufacturing lines. And believe me, they're selling Razor equipment right now because people are gaming from home. But they're still going to shift some of their manufacturing lines to make surgical masks. Those are also in short supply uh, and essential for healthcare workers. Razor thinks it can make up to a million masks, which it will give to healthcare providers for free, with the first shipments going to Singapore, where Razor's headquarters are located. Uh, and a, a related story, Nathan Proctor, who's the head of the Right to Repair campaign for the U.S. Public Interest Research Group, called on ventilator makers to release all the repair documentation for their essential medical kit, especially ventilators. Uh, and iFixit has already begun to compile ventilator service manuals and make them available on their site so that there can be more on-site faster repair of ventilators so you can keep using them uh, longer. Uh, this is this is a you know, very interesting situation. It is exactly where my head was at yesterday when we were talking about this. Uh, Justin, what, what should happen here? What's the role of technology and, and automaker companies and, and others in, in stepping in here and helping? Uh, so, uh- Real quick primer for everybody. Uh, uh, the, the major issue here, if, if you are unaware, uh, although this is pretty much all that anybody's thinking of, but in the interest, uh, the interest of clarity, the problem with what we're going to face is not necessarily even the, the lethal uh, uh, power of the virus, but there is a choke point in terms of hospital beds and equipment. And so this, on its face... All these companies coming together saying, look, we have the engineers, we have the uh, uh, we have the, the, the lines to make them. Let's make more ventilators is very, 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 very good. I I have a few questions, okay. including uh, uh, is a public conversation between Elon Musk and Bill de Blasio the best way that we should be conducting public health policy during a pandemic? Uh, uh, that's that's a big question mark for me. Uh, they are strong personalities that I will leave personal feelings about one or both of them out of out of this particular uh, discussion. But uh, where are they needed? How fast can they be made? How fast can they get there? I, th- there are logistical questions that I, I really, really have. And I hope that there is somebody that is a central clearinghouse to connect, you know, whether or not these ventilators are a safe, b uh, uh, able to be deployed uh, and and whether they're able to get where they need to be. Yeah, that that seems to be one of one of the aspects of this uh, that worries me. It's it's not that 
you know, the automakers are saying the right things. They are. Uh, even Elon Musk is saying, look, if you need ventilators, I'll, I'll make ventilators. That's, that's saying the right thing. Uh, and it's not that I'm saying, well, I don't trust him. He's just saying that. Uh, it's that it is something that needs coordination. Uh, you want to yeah. make the right ventilators. You want to make them in a way mm-hmm. that they can be shipped to the places that need them. You need a central clearinghouse, whether it's a czar uh, or, or, or it's CDC in charge of coordinating. You need someone to look over and say, who's making what? How many are they making? I mean, you need a freaking product manager for the situation so that you can make sure that you're optimizing these and getting them to the right places because lives matter. Lives depend on it. Yeah, I, I also don't think I mean, Elon Musk saying, hey, you need ventilators. OK, we will do that. Let us know. And the mayor of New York City, I doubt he was like, oh, now's our chance. Tweet back. They, if, if he's serious, he obviously contacted him another way. But this is like ho- kind of holding the company's feet to the fire so that everyone else knows, mm. oh, New York actually needs them to do this. So you can't say something and, and be flippant about it uh, so that if for some reason uh, Elon Musk and Tesla and, you know, whatever warehouses he has access to don't do this, then, you know, they, then they look bad. So I, I'm sure there's more to it than just, you know, chatting on Twitter. Oh, uh, yes, I hope. I certainly I hope, hope so. Uh, yes, Bill, I hope Bill as well. Blasio is somebody that has had. He's he's coming under a lot of fire for for some of the way that he is uh, handling stuff and how seriously he is taking it uh, personally. Google it, uh, YMCA Jim. Just Google that De Blasio. Uh, and and I hope I hope that he is that this is something where if because he's going to have a major problem, you know. And, and this is not the only private public partnership that we're looking at. Uh, there was a, a report today or, or during the press uh, conference today that. Carnival Cruise Lines was possibly looking to dock some of their ships that aren't going to be running uh, as possible floating hospitals. The military has already moved some of their uh, uh, floating hospitals uh, off the coast of New York City. So there are a lot of things that can come together. I just hope that this is taken more seriously than a Twitter one-upsmanship between whatever you might think of them, two very loud personalities. Ventilators and beds are different things. Uh, if you, you can have all the beds of the world, if you don't have the ventilator for the critically ill patient, yeah. then the bed doesn't help as much as it would otherwise. So you, you can't say like, oh, but we, you know, we, we put a, they put a Navy ship off. I guess we're fine. Well, the Navy ship might have some ventilators. In fact, the military has been uh, requisitioning some of their ventilators and, and giving them towards the cause. But from what the people who are dealing with this say, we will likely need more. Yes. Uh, and, and we're going to need more than we would ever think we could have needed. Because this is this is so acute with a very uh, at risk part of our population. Well, a great group effort that we are very appreciative of is everybody who contributes to our subreddit. You can submit stories, any story you think is worthy of DTNS's attention and your peers. You can vote on other stories that your community submits. DailyTechNewsShow.reddit.com. Thanks to everybody who does that for us every day. Yeah, thanks for that. And thanks for sending things to the mailbag. That too. In fact, Mike in Dusty and Quiet Riyadh, as he as he describes it, says, I work for an organization overseas and we're going to 50% or less staffing. Seeing things shutting down, I quickly made sure all my remote access tech was working and made sure my colleagues were ready to go. After being locked away for a few days to deal with a minor sinus infection, I went in to drop off an old RSA token with my IT team. They were not at 50% staffing, rather at 100%. 
working frantically dealing with other people's complaints. I had a minor, rather unimportant ticket, and my sysadmin apologized profusely for not getting back to me. I reassured him I was fine. I knew he'd had his hands full because not enough people prepared for this crisis. I swear I thought he was about to cry. He told me I was the first person to bring this up and burst out that my organization didn't have enough licenses or server capacity for the number of people accessing all our remote resources. This is just my long way of asking listeners to be nice to their sysadmins as you're working remotely and recognize that they have their own bandwidth systems and budget limitations. Thanks for keeping me my mind going during challenging times. Oh, thank you, Mike. Yes. Uh, the, you know, gro- grocery store workers, uh, healthcare providers, first responders, uh, and sysadmins. Uh, there's, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things to keep this mm-hmm. from being worse than it could be. So thank you, Mike, uh, for, for that, that reminder. Be, be, be appreciative to that sysadmin that, that's helping you out these days. You know who we're also appreciative of? Shout out to our masters and grandmaster levels, including Michael Kepper, Paul Reese, and Steve Iadarola. We're also appreciative for Justin Robert Young. Justin Robert Young, I'm not glad that you're not able to travel, but I'm glad you're here with us today. Oh, I, I, I wouldn't be anywhere else except for those times where I was traveling and I wasn't able to be here. But that's <laughs> no longer going to be a problem. Uh, uh, I am I am here for the duration, sheltering at home with you, but I'm also doing my politics podcast politics 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 so uh if you want all of the latest on the political side of our ever-changing apocalypse then please go ahead and get it i tell you man it's it's the weirdest thing uh to to crave your show like i (laughs) when it when it shows up in my feed i'm like oh good politics politics it popped (laughs) that thing in my ears right away and and and, and it's a great thing but i'm like this is is my buddy justin i started listening to this because it's my buddy justin it's so good yeah Uh, and and it's it's really like i don't know if you realize this it's freaking reassuring to just hear you like have your take on all of this uh as as we go through this wild thing so thank you for that i i appreciate it. it it is it is a uh, a connection with the listeners. That's what they, they want. Somebody's not going to hyperventilate about stuff and, and I'm not going to hyperventilate. Although boy, howdy really testing the limits these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No kidding, man. Uh, <laughs> folks. And we, we know it's uh, it's uh, uncertain times out there. Uh, and, and we extra appreciate the direct support that mostly funds this show. Uh, the best way to keep us independent is our Patreon, patreon.com slash DTNS. It pays for our livelihoods. We're incredibly respectful and appreciative of that. But mostly, man, I'm just blown away by how many people have said, you know what? Let me cover for somebody. We had a situation yesterday where one listener wrote in and was like, you know, I'm really sorry. I'm not going to cancel, but I have to cut back because I'm a small business person and uh, and I can't operate my business right now. Uh, and I totally understood. I wrote him back. It's like, no worries. We, we totally got you. And right after that, someone else wrote in and said, hey, I'd like to ma- I'd like to add to my pledge. Uh, to cover someone else. And it was matched up perfectly. Uh, so I can't tell you how how much it helps to see people stepping up like that and and letting it be for those of you who are getting laid off or, or having uncertain economies uh, feel like you can still support the show in other ways just by telling people about it because uh, you're covered. So thank you all for that. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. Keep it coming. We got nothing but time to read your emails. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And you can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Somewhere in this country, Patrick Norton is sheltering. We'll find out where when he talks to us on the show tomorrow. See you then.
show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 